Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast of The History Guy at cjonline.com. Our focus this week is going to be on the Topeka Zoo, but it's not on the current Topeka Zoo, which was founded in 1933. There actually was a zoo here earlier that was founded about 1915 and stayed open until about 1930. Shawnee County Commissioner Bill Rapon recently wrote a column in the county's newsletter about that zoo, and Bill's here. Welcome, Bill. Thank you. Good morning. So, Bill, tell me about this zoo. Well, you know, that area in Gage Park originally was a botanical garden, and Mr. Reinish lived there. And then at some point, I have a photograph of his wife feeding some exotic pheasants. I think they were called golden pheasants. And pretty soon they had a raccoon, and then people started donating animals to this place. And so all of a sudden they had a deer, they had a couple buffalo. Uh, they had a bear that and a coyote. Now, the conditions there were deplorable. Uh, the, the coyote was chained to a pole, and the bear was chained to a tree. And, uh, but there were times when this bear would, would he'd slip out of his collar. He just had a collar like you'd have on a dog. Oh, my. He would slip out of his collar and go walking around the park, and people would get their kids and get him out of the way. And, uh, uh, and then somebody from the park department would have to go get his chain and collar and, and lead him back to the tree and, and uh, chain him back up to the tree. And good thing he was a good-natured chap because <laughs> he was a large, large bear. <coughs> Uh, but the conditions were very bad. Mr. Reinish could see that, and he always felt like uh, they needed the animals needed uh, better better pens and, and in a more natural setting. He was kind of ahead of his time in that regard, and uh, so he he essentially closed the zoo around 1930. So where where'd they keep the coyote? Uh, the coyote he was chained to a pole. Uh, he just. You know, he was fairly tame. Uh, they had a lot of problems uh, with people feeding the animals. Of course, they had signs, don't feed the animals, but people just kept bringing food, and they were very accessible. Uh, they, you could almost walk right up to them. They had very little in the way of a barrier to keep people away from the animals. So it was not, not what we consider safe on today's standards, that's for sure. And there was something about a veterinarian needing to help a deer? Uh, yeah, one time, uh, because of the, uh, the the junk that people would bring in to feed these animals, they, they had to bring a vet in to get gum out of a deer's mouth one time. It had a big wad in there. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah. So it was a drive-through zoo. Did that cause any problems? Oh, yeah. It was a drive-through zoo. Uh, you could drive through. Uh, you drive in right off of uh, about 8th and Gage. And, yeah, it was a problem because uh, people would, would run over some of the animals. So uh, There were uh, swans and ducks and geese and stuff that walked around uh, on, the, on the roads in there, the streets within the zoo, and people would just hit them with their car. And they would steal the animals. One, one year, uh, all the baby swans were stolen. And uh, so it was just a, it was a bad deal. Oh, my. So Gage Park is still the site of a place called Rhinish Rose Garden. Could you tell us a little bit about this Mr. Rhinish who formed the zoo? Yeah, Mr. Rhinish, uh, uh, he started working for, uh, for the city of Topeka in 1900. And he had previously worked for the University of Kansas and for the Santa Fe Railroad. He was trained as a landscape architect in Germany and came to the United States. And uh, uh, he, he really found his home with Gage Park, though. And he actually lived in Gage Park. He lived in a farmhouse that was located about where the tropical rainforest is. And uh, But he, he worked till he was about 80 years old and almost to the 
the year he died, he was still working. And they named the Rose Garden after him. And a nice Rose Garden it is. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so did was this the zoo that had Monkey Island? No. Uh, Harry Snyder, uh, when he became park commissioner, uh, right around 1930, 1932, he started the zoo back up again. Now, it was a lousy time for the United States. We were going into a depression, but there were plenty of uh, – government uh, workers uh wpa workers and things like that and there were lots of grants you get for the from the government to do public works projects so harry had uh, he he had big gauge shelter built he built up a, a new zoo to modern standards uh, built westlake shelter house uh, they dug the pond at engage park the big one um, westlake uh they they also did the the Rhinish Rose Garden. Did all these fabulous projects about that time, mm-hmm. and then the zoo morphed into the world famous Topeka Zoo. That's right. It uh, became the world famous uh, uh, zoo. I remember talking to Gary Clark about that, and uh, he decided that he would have everybody start answering the phone. World famous Topeka Zoo, and somebody uh, right after that meeting, the phone rang. And somebody said, world-famous Topeka Zoo, and the guy on the other end of the line started laughing. And it was, it was, it was from the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> That's who had called in. So. <laughs> but uh, that was Gary. He was, he was a fun guy, and he, he, was a, he was a great promoter of the zoo. He loved that place. It was under his direction that 50 years ago this year, in 1971, the uh, first Golden Eagles born in captivity yes, happened. Yes, it did make us world famous in that regard. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we worked uh, a lot with uh, nutritionists, I think it was from Hills, actually, the veterinarians, and, and they kept altering the diet of these eagles. And they, they kept, you know, we always think these eagles, all they eat is meat or fish. Not true. They, they started mixing different grains and stuff in with their diet, and pretty soon uh, they were laying eggs, but they weren't fertile. They changed the diet a little more, and then they had fertile eggs, and they were hatching, but they weren't living. They kept changing the diet, kept playing with it, until we finally were the first zoo to have, uh, have eagles hatch successfully. Mm-hmm. So you have a long-time career in parks and recreation in this community. You're kind of the unofficial historian for parks and recreation. Um, recently, the county started doing a newsletter. Uh, and, but even before that, you started doing some um, posts on the Topeka History Geeks about the history of parks and rec. Could you tell me about that? Oh, yeah. I, you know, one night I was just sitting there watching TV, and I had my old laptop there, and, and I got tired of doing video games or solitaire. So I, I thought, you know, I, and, I, and I had a great collection of old photographs, many of them well over 100 years old. I have like 300 of these old photographs, and I had them scanned one, one winter. Uh, and so I thought, I need to share these with people. And I, I started looking through the files, and I found old newspaper clippings that, that related to a lot of these photographs. And uh, I thought, people need to know these stories. So I started doing these little stories. And somebody at some point called me Uncle Bill. And, and it kind of evolved into bedtime stories by Uncle Bill. And, and so I started treating all my, my readers, my followers, like they were my kids. And at the end of the stories, I'd a lot of times say, uh, now brush your teeth and go to bed. Or, no, you don't need another drink of water. <laughs> Turn your light out and go to bed. And so <laughs> I made comments like that. And uh, so it was kind of fun. And then I actually had people uh, would would email me occasionally if I hadn't p- posted one in a while. And they would say, I can't go to bed without one of the bedtime stories. <laughs> Uncle Bill, give us another story. <laughs> uh, could you tell us about something else regarding Parks and Rec that's interesting? 
Yeah, I, I could tell you a little bit about Mr. Gage himself. Uh, Mr. Gage uh, had a brick factory uh, about where Hayden High School is. Guilford Gage. Guilford Gage. And uh, Guilford, uh, the street that is now Gage was called Brickyard Road. And it lines up with the Brickyard Road on the north side of the river. And there was actually a Brickyard Bridge. But uh, Mr. Gage and his wife, they had no kids. And he owned all the land that's now Gage Park. And he donated the eastern half to the city. And uh, it was an interesting piece of land. It had three ponds on it where he, I'm sure he was getting clay out of those areas for, for bricks. And they also did a little cold mining there. And so there was actually an old, there's a cold shaft that goes down into the ground in one of the ponds in the zoo. Uh, that's another story. Uh, but uh, he gave the land around 1900 and that's when the the city of Topeka then formed a park department. They already had uh, several parks. They had City Park, which was down by the river. They had Chesney Park and Central Park. Uh, Garfield Park was around at that time, but it was privately owned by Marshall's Band. Uh, but anyway, uh, so when they, they decided once they had Gage Park that they needed a park uh, commissioner, and that's when they hired Mr. Reinish, and he actually lived on the site. And he developed quite a botanical garden, which is – it was that whole area. It's a zoo now was the botanical garden. I have great pictures of that area, and uh, it, was, it was absolutely beautiful for its time. Uh, Reinish was known for, for doing these very intricate beds. And uh, they would spell out like Gage Park and things, all done with plant material. And uh, and then he had a he he built a a sundial out there, which uh, would have been hard to adjust for daylight savings times. But I think maybe they were smarter back then, and they didn't they didn't mess with that. So, but uh, you know. So you're going to tell more of these stories in upcoming columns in the Shawnee County Commission newsletter, which will be can be found at www.snco.us. Is that correct? That's correct. And uh, I thought I'd recycle a lot of these old stories I have, maybe maybe even add to them a little bit here and there, and uh, maybe come up with some new ones, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bill provided us some photos. We've got a photo of the bear with its collar on. We've got a photo of the coyote chained up um we've got a photo of um the deer being uh, looked at by a girl with a very short haircut (laughs) and um so these will all be part of uh uh, this week's history guy video at www.cgonline.com bill thank you very much for being here well thank you tim